Master Performance Coach, International Speaker, Podcast Host and Author. Known as the Can Do Coach, I thrive on enabling leaders to step up, shake it off and shine. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can-do stories of growth, resilience and success to share. Tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can-do approach. Each one of their stories is unique. Each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode of The Can Do Way, I'm talking to Claire Waddell, entrepreneur, co-founder of Leading with Menopause, founder of You, Me and the Menopause, town and district councillor for the New Mills Ward Sirencester and former mayor of Sirencester. After several years struggling through women's health issues, Claire underwent a full hysterectomy. Following the procedure, she continued to experience gynae and perimenopausal issues. After seeking medical advice and receiving physiotherapy and support from her friends and family, Claire believed that more work needed to be done. A strong advocate for raising awareness on the impact of menopause, Claire's passionate campaign hopes to encourage other women to speak up and ensure future generations are armed with the knowledge to transition well through this stage in their lives. So welcome to the show today, Claire. Oh, thank you, Gail. Thank you for having me. So if we can first take a short walk through your life, if you can give the listeners a glimpse of your background and what it is that drives your passion for the work you do today. Oh, thank you. It's, it's a very long story, but I'll try and keep it short. <laughs> so um, I had children very young. I had four children very young. Um, I've always worked. I've had uh, various roles in different walks of life and careers. Um, I've been an estate agent. I've, I've been a carer. I had a passion for complaining and moaning and finding ways and trying to find um, resolutions to problems and um, somebody locally said to me you should become a counsellor so I did um, and yeah I, as, as you've mentioned you know I run a couple of businesses um, always looking for the next challenge and uh, definitely over the last couple of years it's been probably one of the most challenging um, times of my life and um, yeah and I just really want to shine a light on menopause and perimenopause and how we can help one another. Thank you. Thank you for that. Could you tell us a little bit more what really drives that passion, particularly for the work that you're now focusing on? You know, I'm one of those people that somebody will, will find there'll be an issue or a problem. And I just have this passion to to want to help and make a change and make a difference, you know, and sometimes you think it's it's impossible and how can you do it? And I love the challenge of finding a way through and pushing. And, and you don't always get the results that you, you want in. But, you know, nine times out of ten you do. And it's through hard work and, you know, determination. Um, but also giving yourself that time. And, um, you know, I think being kind to yourself. Most definitely. And I think you, you've hit it well for the, for the listeners to say, you know, it's about making changes happen. And to make any change happen in life, you've got to go through some challenges. 
because as you said, there isn't always one solution to things, but there's always options um, that can be explored. So I think that's that's a key key takeaway from your previous comment. So I just want to touch on challenges then. And, you know, you've been faced by in the recent few years with the the, the women's health issues that you've been through, and mm. this is what's really showcasing this huge jump up in the menopause journey and the businesses that you're now running and the advocacy and you're building yeah. for that area. So what was the challenge you actually had to face that really took you to the edge going through that menopausal journey? And what did you learn about going through that change in you and how are you now learning to thrive uh, as a result? Yeah. So I became a counsellor probably about four years ago, uh, five years ago possibly. Um, never never thought it would be something that I would do. And, and obviously, um, you know, we live in a, in a lovely, um, the capital of the Cotswolds in Siren Sister, but, you know, our, our town council had 16 counsellors and I I think when I joined the council, we had one female on the group, and mm-hmm. um, fifteen male councillors. And um, and when I joined, I was the second female to join the council, and it was nice, you know, that it was a big thing that more women should be joining the council. We were then joined by another female, and um, I'd had no experience with with council work before, but but you know, was definitely a voice I believed for the community and and wanted to kind of find a way to help others mm-hmm. um, and very quickly I worked my way up through the council you know within a year and a half of being on the council I became deputy mayor and um, absolutely loved the challenges of council had so much confidence um, you know felt very positive a very positive attitude a very can-do attitude you know mm-hmm. also worked a, a full-time job and had you know my, I still had my four children at home and then we had Covid and, and that was a challenge. And then almost two years ago to the day, um, I had a full hysterectomy at the age of 40 after having really, really bad gynae problems that would put me in bed for two or three days a month, was completely embarrassing and just had lots and lots of issues. So I had the hysterectomy um, and literally six months after I had my hysterectomy, I was going to become the mayor of Sirencester. I had no idea and, and through my own ignorance, really, what the menopause would actually do to me and mm. how it would take away my my confidence, my abilities. The brain fog was a nightmare. Mm. I had no idea what was happening to me, really. And, and I was on, on medication to help it, but it just didn't seem to do a lot. I mean, amazingly, we had a lot of things here, over here. Menopause was being, you know, awareness was being raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was just falling apart you know not being able to speak in public um feeling a failure really just thinking you know I'm a fake I, I'm just not I'm not supposed to be here <laughs> um and it was really difficult because I had nobody to talk to um but eventually I did speak to somebody um within the town council actually and just said look I'm really struggling and amazingly through the power of the council we were able to bring in a menopausal policy now that didn't necessarily helped me mm. particularly with my own mental uh, well-being and all that but it, it was lovely to see that it brought other women in the council you know to say yeah I'm struggling as well mm. and together we formed this bond and you know and we created this group to help one another you know unfortunately 
I did have to step down as mayor. And, and the reason that I did that was for me because I had to accept that I needed time to recover and, and regain my mental strength and regain my physical strength and, and kind of assess where I was and take on board. Because I think it is, for some women, a life-changing thing. The, the perimenopause and the menopause um, are really life-changing. And I just don't think I was aware of how much it would change me. Um, and, and, you know, when I step back from being a mayor and over this last year, I've really been able to ground myself and, 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 and work on where I'm at and what I want to achieve. And, you know, I felt like such a failure not doing the two years as mayor. But actually, I'm not a failure. It was actually the best thing for me to do to, to rebuild myself. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud to say that I, I did that and I took that time. And, you know, things aren't perfect still. I've still got a long way to go. Um, but, gosh, you know, I'm getting there. And 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 having groups and, and women to talk to and, and to know that you're not alone. You know, I, I said to somebody, I felt like I was looking through a window into life. I would go into town, I would have a smiley face on, but deep down I felt that I really stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, and, and I had to push myself. There was days I thought, I just I just can't go out. I just I can't go to this event. I need to go to this event. I can't do it. And I had to push myself, but give myself the time. And, 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 and affirmations really helped me mm -hmm. um, and, and to be able to do that. Um, so, so, yeah, that's kind of where I've been. Um, I hope that answers some of those questions. That's right brilliant. Now. That's brilliant. It really does paint a picture for the listeners. The point I wanted to pick up on was the last couple of words mm. you shared, which is when you said that you stepped down for yourself and mm. by being able to do that, you were able to bring about those thrive success habits that you are now living with. So you were able to ground yourself and work on the areas of yourself that really mattered and that you realised that you weren't that failure. And I think for those people listening, whether you're men or women or whoever identifies as either or both, it is important to, to think that when you go through any change cycle or any challenge in your life that brings about change, that the core of it all is you and that if you can get to a point where you position yourself and your self-care as a priority, you're going to enable your own success. And that is exactly what you did, Claire, because you realised that everything you'd gone through was all part of that can-do drive in you. You're a very passionate person and you're very driven to enable yourself to find solutions mm. to help others. You're much. Yeah. You're very generous, but at the same time, you were going through your own personal nightmares and challenges. But then you realised that there was a limit, and that if you didn't step off, you could have crashed because of your mental health situation, as you shared. That you weren't being yeah. hundred percent yourself, and so stepping down, taking the time, grounding yourself. You're now so much stronger for it, um, mm. and you can now lead the groups that you're leading and build the business that you're building to be a an absolute success. So that's what I take away from what you've shared there. Yeah, that, that really does hit the nail on the head. And I think, you know, 
seeing others suffer i'm <laughs> be careful how i say this but i know <laughs> that i'm quite um i'm definitely a loud mouth and you know i have no worries in complaining i think i think we you know we can get carried away with complaining and we can sue people and and all these things and i think it can get very much out of hand but i think sometimes sometimes you know I, I, I hope it's okay to share, Gail, but recently I, I've had some issues and I wanted a blood test to see where my hormone levels was. Now, there's a lot of medical ups and downs with, with blood tests that you don't necessarily know if they're right and, and if they get the right results, then they can fluctuate. But for two years, I, I really struggled thinking, I just know the medication I'm on um, just was not quite right. Mm. Now, I could have just sat back and gone, well, it's menopause and, and that's it really. I've just got to cope with it. But I thought, no, you know, and through the group and through speaking with other women that said, well, I've had a test, it's really helped me. I pushed and I got told by my, my local GP surgery, you are not allowed a test. It's in, it's pointless having a test. You're on a really good level of HRT. You don't need a test. Mm-hmm. Now, I complained politely and sent an email and just said, look, you know, I've been with this surgery for 30 years and I know the NHS is pushed, but I'd really, really... I want to know why you can't offer these tests to women, you know, to to ensure that they're not having too much medication or not enough. And I know HRT is not for everybody. Um, and, and it took three months and eventually I got this test and they were very reluctant to give it. Now, they found out that I'd not actually been absorbing my HRT, but it took so much effort to get that. And, and I think I'm such a loud mouth that I pushed it. Um, but I was also very saddened to know that some women haven't got that drive to question you know they don't feel um that, that they're worthy of, of fighting for and I think I, I think that's one thing that I think is really important that you must fight for yourself you know you have to fight for yourself um you know and I got some fantastic results and and then I followed that up with a a wonderful thank you letter to this doctor that had that had helped me um okay. you know so there's good ways about about going around things Indeed, and that's a that's a perfect um, example of taking a risk that you had to ask and you had to keep digging for something, but that risk unearthed the true nature of what you were experiencing. But then you had the humility to actually respond um, with love to the doctor in a way to say thank you because yeah. you have made my life so much better, and that mm. that is. It, sometimes we have to step well out of our comfort zone to enable us to get through something and get those results. So I think, again, another really key learning point for for the listeners to take away today. And all of what you're talking about, Claire, is all about this facing different adversities in life that really do help build resilience for us. So mm. would you say there's one thing um, on this current journey that you're on that has really, really helped you to to give you that buffer of resilience that's really helping you shine time and time again now? It's it's strange. There's so many things. You know, I've got a I've got a wonderful family. Uh, I've got two fantastic parents that have been a true support to me and my husband and all my children and my colleagues that I work with. Mm-hmm. But you know, the one thing is kind of a, a, a mixed bag, really, but the one of the things that's really helped me was um, about eight months ago, I after doing the policy, we decided to set up the um, New Me and the Menopause Support mm. Group. And I didn't know if it was going to work, actually. I thought, well, this is probably a really bad idea um, and I'm probably going to be 
the only one sat in these meetings. However, that's not been the way. We've got a fantastic group of women. And, and last night, you know, even now, Gail, you know, there's days and I know other women that come to the group feel it and they go, oh, I, you know, I don't know if I can do this session tonight. I, I, I Maybe, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a bit too busy. And we, we can sometimes find excuses to not do these things. But, you know, I was so nervous doing this group last night and every seat was filled in that room last mm. night. And, you know, to see women sharing, crying, laughing, mm -hmm. joking, encouraging one another, supporting one another, sharing experiences has been the best thing I've ever done in regards the last two years. Fantastic. To be able to support others and and to share, share stories, you know. Um, and, and I think most people will know how I'm, I'm a very open person and I will share because you know, if I can just help one other person, that will make me feel so much better because I don't want other people to feel the way I felt. And and I think, you know, it, it is about encouraging and helping others. And that really helps me. I came back on cloud nine last night, buzzing, <laughs> thinking, wow, you know, these 45 <laughs> women, you know, oh. how empowering is that, you know? Um, so that's what's really helped me. Fantastic. And that, that really, that just lifts everybody. It's not just you, like you say, you went away with the buzz, but I bet all of those 45 women went away with something very special last night as well and and all took one little nugget um, with them to, to keep them going um, on their next part of their menopausal journey. So, you know, you're yeah. a very, you're a fully booked woman and you are tapping into so many facets of your passions and your advocacy and your wanting to make a real difference. Yeah. So that must take a lot of your energy away from you. So what do you do to switch off from it all and to really give your mind and your body some time to rest so that you can regain the necessary energy you require to be that front person for so many? Yeah. I think um, coming back before, uh, the last couple of years I would just keep going to burnout probably which is is no good is <laughs> is absolutely no good and I've learned the hard way and I think now you know I try and ensure um you know I was kind of like almost living with my laptop um you know and any excuse you know whether it be three o'clock in the morning you know I'd be on my laptop doing stuff and, and I just never gave myself time um and um so now I consciously make an effort most days to ensure that I, I live in a beautiful place. Um, and, you know, I ensure that I get out. And the best thing for me is walking mm -hmm. and listening to some music or a podcast and just going out with my dog and taking that 20 minutes to kind of just regain and refocus myself and not feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes, Gail, when I'm, you know, because we're menopausal, sometimes we can get a little bit sleepy. You know, sometimes I will go and say, you know, it is okay. Mm -hmm. to take that 10 minute break and just go and you know take time out for me you know and and not needing an excuse you know um and, and to say no I think my biggest downfall I always said yes to everything and I think over the last two years I've learned that it's okay to say no um it doesn't make you a failure you know um it's again it's putting you it's putting you first because there's only you that's you know that you can invest in you know indeed. you need to invest in you to help indeed. others indeed and that's a wonderful to hear that you have that superpower to actually say I have to put myself first 
and a lot of women yeah. don't do that either. And the countless women I have worked with and uh, coached over the years and also through the wonderful journey of um, the menopause book that I wrote with my co-author, yeah, we have explored that as well. And, and it's about encouraging women to, to become their own that own superpower for themselves and prioritise self-care. It's vital, vital. Mm. So we come to the time on the call that I'd love you to share your three can-do tips with the listeners, please. Okay, well, three tips. Well, first of all, I think we've mentioned it a couple of times, is, you know, invest in you. You know, that needs to be, you need to have a, a cornerstone in your life and that's you. If you're not investing in you mentally physically you know you're not going to be any good to be able to help or lead anybody else so that's tip number one mm -hmm. I think tip number two for me is is kind of I <laughs> I have a lot of lists um and I, and I find lists really useful and and it kind of organizes my day I did used to live a bit chaotically and I think trying to organize yourself to ensure that you you can make time for yourself, you know, and there's plenty of days when I've got a big list of stuff and I think, well, you know, I've not got through my list today, but, you know, I've achieved what I've needed to do and I've also taken time for myself. I think taking time for yourself, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and the worst mistake to make, um, you know, is is I've actually got a, a condition, sorry, <laughs> um, on my eyes um, called funk dystrophy. And, you know, I've, the tops of my eyes, get very sore and I used to you know we all do it we take a lunch break and what do we do we have our phone in our hand mm -hmm. and we're looking at emails and we're looking on social media and you know put the phone down take a break make sure you get 20 minutes a day where you're not looking at a screen you're just you know looking at the sky looking out the window whatever just take that time for you it's really really important and I think the third thing is you know, is, is, is pushing yourself as well. I think it's really important, you know, we get to a point where we think, well, that's it really, I think, you know, never give up, you know, um, you, you should never give up, you know, you always try, um, you know, and if at first you don't succeed, you know, try and try again and you will get there and things will change, um, you know, and, and adapt. And I think that's kind of my, my three tips. Fantastic. I love them. Investing in yourself, booking time for yourself each day and never giving up. It sums up the person that you are and the answers that you have shared on the show today. So my final question for you, Claire, is why do you believe a can-do attitude is absolutely essential? I think you need to have that attitude. I think, you know, we, we again, I think it's also about encouraging others. You know, I, think, I always find it hard to talk just like you know what what my thing is but I think it's really important to encourage others I always find that if I encourage others actually really gives me a sense that I feel so much better about myself mm -hmm. um, and it also encourages me um, and and you know I think I'm just one of those people that that just loves people that you know just thrives on people and I think unfortunately through COVID and lockdowns I think we have lost that a little bit with with each other you know people need people um, and I really, really believe that. Um, and, and I will will continue to have a, an attitude that is, you know, to, to never give up and, you know, have an open mind 
Um, I've certainly had to have an open mind, you know, things we have set in stone, thinking, but that's what I've got to do and that's what I've got to achieve. You know, there is flexibility in that. You know, allow yourself flexibility. I think that's really important. And I've certainly had to be flexible over the last two years. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I think, yeah, you've summed up everything perfectly about the whole drive of the can-do mindset. Uh, You are living and breathing as a example for all the listeners to to take away that buzz and you know if nothing else the success you achieved from last night as well and I hope that sets you well on a course because you are making a difference and you are touching the lives of others Um, so keep going with that brilliant can-do mindset that you have I'd like to just say to you Claire thank you so much for being my guest on the can-do way today oh thank you for having me Gail it's been lovely speaking with you Thank you for listening to my podcast, The Can-Do Way. Do you live and breathe the can-do attitude? Since 2019, my podcast has gifted listeners across the globe access to an incredible selection of guests with stories to refresh your perspective, bring you joy and inspire can-do positivity. Always curious and with an insatiable appetite for a good yarn, I invite you to be a guest on my weekly show. If you have an inspiring perspective, a life-changing experience or an intriguing story to share, then drop me an email at gailmgibson.com. Until next week's show, do share the inspiration of the Can Do Way podcast with your friends, colleagues and clients and wherever you are listening from in the world. Remember to make every day an amazing can-do day.